When is the last time you listened to a podcast about web development, web design, and small business and didn't fall asleep? Yes, we cover web development, web design, and small business, but like actual human beings with personalities. If you're a beginner, we're not going to talk over your head. It's more like asking your buddy for help. We have guests, we have fun, and let me tell you, these two can get off on a tangent. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to HTML All The Things Podcast. This is Matt Lawrence and Mike Curran. That's right, everybody. We are back, and this is the HTML All The Things Podcast. This episode is actually a very loaded one. We have the guys from Million JS. We have Toby and Aiden with us to talk about Million JS and how you can make your React project even faster. We're going to talk about where Million JS works, where it does not work, what it helps with, and then we're going to talk about version three, which actually just came out this week as of this episode coming out. So if this sounds interesting to you and you want to support the show, you can go and check out those pa- go and check out those Patreons. Go and check out that Patreon. Leave a review or rating on your podcast app. Join us in our Discord server or share this with your friends. And like I said, Toby and Aiden from MillionJS are here. Let's just cut right to the call right now. All right, everybody, we have Toby and Aiden on the line here from MillionJS. Before we jump into this loaded episode that Mike has created, Aiden, Toby, what's up? What's going on? What have you been working on and how's it going? Doing well. Um, my name is Aiden. Toby is over here. Um, we've been working on MillionJS, which is a optimizing compiler for React.js. It's open source. Um, hello, everyone. Um, Toby. And um, yeah, I... I um... I work on the million just projects as um, uh, a DevRel and um, community engineer. Excited to be here today. Awesome. Awesome. We're excited to have you on. Uh, I think I heard first about MillionJS like almost a year ago, maybe like seven or eight months ago now, um, because the big claim to fame was like it's, you know, hundreds of percents faster than than React, which is I'm I'm all about that. Uh, I'm I'm like a Svelte.js enthusiast, so... I think there's a lot of similarities there too, which is awesome. And I've used a lot of React as well. So I'm excited to kind of dive in and talk about everything. But before we do that, Aiden, I don't know, I think you created the project. So I kind of want to give you the floor here a little bit and just talk about what MillionJS is. uh, And then maybe like, just give us the inspiration for creating, like why, why go through the trouble of creating a framework on top of a framework, which is maybe not the right way to say it, but you could correct me there. Yeah, sure. Uh, I mentioned earlier it was like a, it's basically an optimizing compiler for React, kind of like a Svelte for React type of thing. Um, on benchmarks, it's around 70% faster. Um, you can look up JS framework benchmark and see for yourself. Um, I, I started Million because like, I realized the web was fundamentally like broke, broken and slow when like back in sixth grade. So I grew up with a computer. Um, the first time I, I tried using a computer was my like school libraries, really, really old Dell desktop. It was just so slow to use. Um, like you can imagine this as like a uh, super, like I don't know, back in like like a super old movie. And you see that computer, and that's like probably the computer you see. And um, I wasn't alone. Like for many around the world, where the median device is a hundred dollar Android, like the actual computing power is much less than the, the experience that I had. Um, and so. I was like, okay, what is the biggest framework now? React. 
what is like the slowest framework now? Also React. <laughs> so why don't we make React faster? Uh, that's kind of how it came to be born. Um, a bunch of people came on, like Toby, um, and a bunch of open source people were like, oh, we want to help out. And now it's a whole community of people who just want to make React faster. I was going to ask, like, what do you think about that angle? So, like, I don't use frameworks too much. I work with our small to medium business clients. So, like, my questions might be naive in some way. But um, one of the things I kind of question at that is, you know, so, so far, you know, we have sort of like the big frameworks like React, let's say Vue and Svelte are the sort of the big ones. Um, do you see sort of the future going back to the platform, let's say, like as HTML, CSS, JS, the actual like you know kind of the vanilla mature over the years add features do we do we, do we see ourselves going back to that and million just being something you know for the interim or do you see the future of the web being okay like react is is sort of foundational but it won't you know really get better and then then like the future is building on top of react building on top of you building on top of felt sure um it's a good question uh i think like a lot of people hope for that future like can we go back to web components or like some future standard where people just use the platform to code? And like, that's something I actually very strongly disagree with. Um, I mean, humans are creatures of habit. They do things not because of rational, like rationally or like because it's good. They do it because they're used to it. Um, and you can see this with jQuery. Like jQuery is still like, like what, 70% of the web. Like it's terrible. <laughs> and the only reason is because it's easy to deploy websites using jQuery. Um, and as time grows, you know, React has been around for maybe 10 years now. Um, React sites will get much more, like there'll be much more React sites. And of course, like the, the, the early adopters or like the top websites will eventually switch to newer frameworks or newer or better things over time. But um, the, 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 the um, you know, the, the, actual, the, the whole, like, I don't know if you guys seen the curve where it's like a tail, it's like a big peak in the tail of users. The long tail of users will always be using the, the most popular technology like 10 years ago. I think I, I kind of agree with that as well. I think the the web as it is right now, a lot of it does require interactivity. And because these massive frameworks have been so entrenched, I, I just don't see it going back to the JavaScript, CSS, HTML days. Having said that, obviously, like HTMX and stuff is around now, which is trying to kind of put a wrench in that. And I can see their points a little bit, but I'm still on the framework train. Um, but yeah, I uh, appreciate that take on on it. I'm curious for, from like, OK, so a lot of our audience is going to be people that have never heard about Million JS, maybe are just getting into React and thinking about it as like, oh, my God, do I have to learn another framework on top of React? Right. I know Million JS isn't that, but I kind of want to give it to you guys to talk about, like, how does someone add this to their current React project? Is this an in-depth process where I have to replace all my components or how does it work? Yeah, so one of the key insights we had was developers don't want to switch frameworks. They don't want to do things, right? Like a lot of what a lot of engineers do is they create like a new framework and say it's like, oh, I made this new framework signals or whatever, and it's so much better than the existing framework. And all it requires is a three-month migration of your project. Um, <laughs> and it's like, wow, I do not want to do that. So like basically what we made is uh, like an installer that automatically puts a compiler inside of your bundler. So for example, if you're using React project, you're probably using React React, create React app, Webpack, V, or you know, Next.js. It will just automatically install in your bundler and automatically compile for you. Uh, and from there, it's uh, basically zero developer interaction. It's a two-second setup. You just run a single CLI command in your terminal, and it, you're basically good to go. Um, Toby has actually been inside 
like our Discord channel just waiting and just people just pop in and say like, how do I set up Million.js? And he's just like, yeah, so you basically just run this one command and they're like, okay, cool. It's all set up now. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, I'm curious, like, okay, so it's one, it's one command. Does it automatically apply to the build of the project or is it on the dev server as well? Like, does it apply across everything? Yes, it applies across everything. That's awesome. So you could see, you could kind of see the impact almost right away if you have enough of a performance demand. I guess if it's a small like Hello World app, you're not going to see the <laughs> performance yeah. impact of the page loading. But if you have like, actually, I'll throw it to you. Like, what is something that you would actually see speed up inside of a React application? Yeah, there are various uh, specific use cases where it's really, really effective, uh, like tables, stock tickers, basically anything with hot, like lots of static stuff, but also things that um, update very frequently. So like, uh, like I want like one of our uh, one of our users is uh, unnamed big company that use like create stock tickers and like you know with stock tickers there's like um, a bunch of like companies or like stocks. I don't I don't I don't buy stocks. I don't know, but like a bunch of like like stocks and then a bunch of and like these numbers ticks ever so often um, and like they build this in React.js and it's really really slow and really really sluggish especially on mobile. They switched to million just and they're like, wow, it's so much faster now. Um, like other use cases is like very long lists, especially like 2D, 3D, 2D or 1D lists, uh, where like I have to scroll through a table and I'm like updating table elements. Um, other use cases, uh, I've seen someone use a color picker before. Um, but yeah, it's the same pattern of like things that update really frequently. Um, also a lot of like static content. Are there any use cases where you would, if, if someone, you know, were to pop on Discord or something and say, hey, you know, how do I do this? And you would actually say, no, like, don't do this. Is there any sort of website or web app that you would say, you know, MillionJS is not what you should be using. You should be using something else. Yeah. Um, so, like, there are certain cases where it doesn't make, like, doesn't really do anything. Um, like, for example, if you have a completely static site, blog site, like, I don't know what's the point of using Million because the whole point is to optimize interactivity. Um or like things that update very frequently, not not update very frequently, but like update uh, like structurally. Like if you're switching pages or like opening up a feed or opening a modal, those things are like very structural changes to the UI. Um, and Million can't really exactly optimize that. Um, Million's better at value-based updating, like updating a specific value or in a specific place. Um, but what we made the compiler to do is like, it's pretty smart. Like it doesn't apply um, Million to everything. Um, which would be terrible because like, like, I mean, it wouldn't have like, a difference at all, but like, it would just be like, why would you do this? It's just extra work by the compiler. And so it only optimizes components that need to be optimized. And so like the day you start adding a table to your website, your, to your blog, the day you add like something to your, uh, uh, like structural website, uh, is the day that million will kick in and, and be used. So it's like the, the, the default advice we give is just install the compiler. You're not going to get any harm. I mean, there's nothing that's going to happen. Um, but like the day you have this like thing that's really performance intensive, it will just kick in for you. Curious, a question for Toby. Um, you're kind of in the community. You're you're seeing everyone using it. You're seeing the positives and the negatives. I'm wondering with the community sentiment, what are people most excited about when they kind of jump into Million? Um, yeah, so <laughs> the trend of people mostly when they use um, Million in their projects is um, is them being able to um, to see the performance improvements because most of the people that are coming to the server and like are curious about how to use million most people that have like seen lags or uh, path problems in their applications uh, so they're like oh um 
they just like pop into the server or maybe they're on discord um yeah maybe they're on github or something they're asking oh um on twitter they're like oh um how can i use million this application to do certain things so in my own case i sort of like um because we have like a manual mode and automatic mode i don't know if they didn't mention that but like so there are like certain cases where like he didn't mention the compiler is smart we have an automatic mode so you can help you figure out where it needs to use million but if you are trying to like like you know make improvements yourself i can like oh we, we can be like oh use manual mode use the block function okay, you can probably rewrite this part of your code so that you can make the perf performance improvement that you need to make for certain uh, for this same case and stuff like that so yeah those are some things that um the community sort of like um you know questions and they're like curious about as to how they can have million be in that tech stack and obviously as Aiden said it doesn't break anything it's um, totally harmless you can just like leave it in your project in automatic mode when you need improvements you can like it just kicks in for you so and all those things yeah and then you know lighthouse calls and people coming in like oh i saw this improvements and stuff so yeah these are <laughs> yeah these are definitely things from yeah <laughs> yeah from my end that, that i see and you know people i interact with yeah Cool. Yeah, no, that, that totally makes sense. I, I think I would be like extremely pleasantly surprised if I all of a sudden add one small package, which I think it's like four kilobytes or something. It's a really tiny package. And all of a sudden, my first of all, my lighthouse cores go up and my app is just more usable for without any effort whatsoever. It's kind, it's kind of a crazy it's a crazy consideration. So like you're adding a compiler to react, which is really the one thing, in my opinion, that it's missing. Again, as a Svelte fan, I, I do love the compiler aspect. Um, I'm wondering, like, does has React like has has anyone reached out to you and been like, hey, we're gonna integrate Million right into React? <laughs> Is that something that's gonna happen? You think, or that's not even in the roadmap for sure? Yeah, one of the uh, um, one of the things React is working on is its own compiler called React Forget. It's an auto memoizing compiler to like reduce re-renders. So uh, let me explain the differences between Forget and Million. So there's a difference between rendering and reconciliation. Rendering is a process of literally calling a component. So like you see a functional component, it's like literally calling the function. That's what rendering is. Um, and so like it runs the use effects, it runs the states, it runs like if you have, I don't know, some sort of fetch in there, use query, it'll run that, use query too. Um, reconciliation is process of taking these two returns from the calls and checking the differences and actually make, like making changes to the DOM, right? Like all this JSX you see is just objects under the hood. Um, and it creates this big object tree, and you just basically compare these objects and then make the necessary changes to the DOM. Um, million optimizes reconciliation. Forget optimizes rendering. So when you use forget, you'll have less like calls of your functions. When you use million, when shit hits the fan, you have to re-render anyways. Um, that stuff is like pretty fast. Um, the one of the like the, the caveats here is like you can like you can probably use both at the same time, right? Like they optimize different parts of React. And so like you could have technically have two compilers in your React application, which is just pretty interesting. Um, uh, but like in the future, maybe maybe in the distant future when Forget actually comes out, um, like uh, there, there, are, there will definitely be certain trade-offs that, that will come along. Have you, have you seen a, a, a sort of a, a moment like that or a, a situation like that in which um, you know, million actually won't work with something else. Like if, if they have a certain package installed or something like that, it just straight up doesn't work at all. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of compatibility issues, uh, especially with, uh, like UI component libraries that are not transparent, like think chakra UI or, um, 
yeah like basically ui libraries like uh like the issue is like think of think of like from the million compiler perspective like it's something we, we need to have like the actual source of the, the the component to be able to optimize it and so like we can't go in the node modules of chakra ui and grab their source that's not jsx and then optimize it from there um and so that's like one limitation another limitation is like structural um structural like different like basically deterministic returns components can return different types of jsx shapes of jsx over time and the issue with that is like when you have two structurally different J like blocks of ui and you swap them it's like not that efficient and so we just like actually we straight up just defer to react in that case so we're just like okay we give up on this um but when it's like very deterministic return like oh i just return like a specific value we we just use that for million um what else uh, there's there's always a weird compatibility issue. Like style components gives us a huge headache. Like we, I mean, I think it works, but it's like um, such a pain in the butt to to do. Uh, like, uh, please never use style components ever again. Um, uh, and then like certain certain libraries just happen to do some weird stuff with React and just breaks. But other than that, we're like we're our team is pretty like um, on on the bat. Like most of these like like compatibility issues that we've fixed. It's just. Um, yeah, just just a matter of time. Just report it to us if you ever see anything. That's cool. Uh, like when you say breaks, does it mean that it just defers back to React usually, or yeah. is there like yeah, okay, yeah, that's what I figured. So worst case scenario, you're getting the same performance that you were getting before without any exactly. degradation. So it's it, it's actually not it's a it's a graceful uh, graceful fallback, which is cool. It's 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 not a WordPress like white screen of death. <laughs> yeah, basically, like white screen yeah. of death. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah chakra, like, well, like, that's it. White screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, okay, so React is kind of going through a little bit of a change nowadays. Uh, there's a little bit of drama in the community because of this. We're, of course, talking about React server components and the app router. Does Million have anything in, in the pipeline or is Million thinking about this as well, where they're going to be optimizing some of the React server component stuff? I know it's mostly front-end stuff that you are optimizing, and I guess I'm just trying to think if there is a way for a million to go in there and make even the server stuff better. But yeah, I'll, I'll leave it to you to talk about that. Yeah, we only optimize client components in the case. Um, mostly because like, yeah, that's the only thing that we really rendered in the front end and hydrated in the front end. So that's like the, the, the main thing we really optimize. Um, we, I mean, it'd be pretty cool to optimize SSR, but I mean, I think they, they got it decently down and there's people who are doing research in that space that, uh, we don't want to touch <laughs> too, much, <laughs> uh, too much complicated stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's for sure. Especially with all the other stuff going on. Although I kind of, I, I do like the server component stuff, but I like how you can kind of use client, use server. Yeah. You can choose which one is which. Um, but yeah, it makes sense that you would only be doing the front end uh, optimization since you're doing the actual stuff that's re-rendering. Yeah. Components exactly. shouldn't re-render. Uh, okay. That's awesome. Uh, so I know there's actually some, maybe some exciting news you guys want to share about the next stage of, of million. I think there's something coming up around the corner. Uh, so I'll leave it to you to kind of talk about that. So yeah, we're releasing on February 2nd. Um, uh, this is already passed if you're probably listening to this, um, but we're releasing a couple of features. Like one of the features is a better compiler and runtime. So a significant compiler improvements. So you don't have to wait for you know the dev server or the build time to, 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 to compile. Um, Runtime is faster. We we have some limitations with how we mount specific components. Like we mount an extra extra element as we as we uh, mount like for example React components inside million components. And now that's not the case anymore, which is really exciting. Um, also, we're releasing a new linter, 
uh, one of the issues we found with forget was um, that it's able to detect renders like like able to memorize renders but it doesn't do it but with like a like it doesn't do it only does with a static analysis so it's just it has a compiler that parses its entire like abstract syntax tree and figures out what could potentially be slow and so we're making a dynamic linter um, it runs both on both on compiler and runtime and it collects real diagnostics from your dev server and uh, and displays the amount of changes sorry the amount of renders you have and as well as um the the, the time it takes and we also have an explain feature that's powered by GPT-3, GPT-4, that you can explain why certain parts are slow. And so we're making this big transition towards building performance tools that are actually useful for, uh, you know, React users, um, both in terms of like low, like uh, like low uh, integration costs as well as very high, uh, high like value you get from it. Like the the Linter working on is literally a Webpack plugin and a VS Code extension. That is literally all you have to install. Um, we're also releasing Million Wrapped. So a lot of people, what they do is they share screenshots on social media of just like, this is how much my thing was optimized. And it was, it makes me so sad every single time. Like you, I, you have a great terminal theme, like thank you for sharing, but it's like so blurry because it's like, like, like 400 <laughs> pixels. And so we made this like export that basically makes like a really like fun animation of like how many components were optimized, how much percent is optimized, we a little confetti at the end. Um, so. Now users from the terminal can share on Twitter or whatever social media they use of um, how much their application was optimized. How much of uh, the sort of the future of Million is going to be um, in making things convenient to install and things like that? Because I know I know you said Toby's in the Discord helping people sort of instantly there. So like you know either of you maybe can comment on that. Like is it always going to be you know just a quick install type thing? Like how much are you focused on that that UX uh, element? Yeah, it will always be a quick. We like one well, of the philosophy that like that we have is like the the developer intervention should be zero to very very minimal, and the value that it, that developer gets is very very high. And this is what I think so many frameworks, so many tools just miss. Like it's no one wants to deal with the pain of your, like with your framework. It's a pain in the ass. Like I don't want to deal with your like I don't want to switch to view. Right, migrations are hard. They they're costly. And if it's not for a really, 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 really good reason, I won't do it. And so, and both for the developer advantage and our advantage, it's like it's easier for us people to adopt our thing. And it's also for a developer, it's not a pain in the ass to install. And that's amazing for both of us, right? So everyone wins kind of in that situation. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That, that's a great philosophy. Um, the, the linter is really interesting to me because uh, I think, like, personally, React linter could use a little bit of an update. So is this linter... From my understanding, it's not tied to million JS, right? Like this is a React linter. Like you're 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 putting this. It's not like it's not something you have to install with million JS, or is this directly for million JS? You don't have to install with million JS, but it you it is like installable through the package. It'd be like under uh, million slash linter or something like that. Gotcha. So it's like branded million, uh, but it it's a linter for React. Exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. So can you? What else is it going to give? Uh, on top of, is it mostly focused on the performance side of things for linting, or is it going to also just have better explanations for like use effect and stuff like that? Or better? Yeah, so basically, um, the linter goes through the entire code base, figures out all the components, and like, uh, like whatever. So everything is stored on your device. Um, it uh, runs through each component and figures out which components are slow by literally static, statically analyzing it, like injecting observability. 
and then running it runtime and seeing how fast it goes. Holy shit. Um, and then it records like a small, like basically like think of like a lint on your component, on top of your component of like, this is how many renders it took. This is probably really, really slow. And also this is how much time it took. Um, and I'm like, as a developer, this is really helpful. Just just as a baseline, right? Like just having metrics on how much this t this took to render is like, okay, now I know what the problem is. You don't have to spend years figuring out like injecting why did you render and whatever tools you use to, to figure out what's wrong. Um, and then the second part is explaining. Like most developers don't really understand performance. Like even I don't like looking at graphs and like whatever and figuring out from there. And so what I do is I can just click explain and it just highlights part in your code. Like, okay, um, this, you know, uh, like prop is changing a lot. So you should probably fix it with this feature, like use memo or like just have like a, you know, fallback here or something like that. So it will give you a problem like, okay, this is what the problem is and also give you a solution of how to fix it. Awesome. Yeah, no, I'm excited for that. <laughs> I don't use React very often, but when I do, I think I'm going to try to at least give that a shot. Like, that sounds awesome. Um, perfect. Uh, seriously, appreciate you guys coming on uh, and giving us the kind of lowdown of what's coming up. And I just want to kind of throw it to you to tell us if there's anything else you want to share, if there's any links you want us to, to include in the show notes. Uh, you know, the floor is yours. Yeah, definitely check out Million. Um Toby has actually recently joined Unicorn Utterances, so definitely check him out. He's a, he's a great guy. He's working in the community all, all the time. Uh, check out Discord if you want to check us out, like million.dev slash chat and join our community. Toby's always there. I'm sometimes there and, and saying to say hi. Um, and if you want to check out our Twitter, we're million.js, D-O-T-J-S. Um, and uh, finally, check out... Uh, HTML, all the things podcast. Great podcast. Thank you. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Thank you. Shout out, sh shout out to you guys. Shout out to you guys. Also, on um, the million end of things, we're working on translations at the moment uh, to translate the entire website and documentation. So, a couple of people have volunteered and we've got into like a very big stage of translating the entire docs to Spanish and um, French as well. So, if you, can help, if you want to help out with Chinese, um, Spanish, French, there's, there's still a couple of issues available on the GitHub that you can pick up and um, and assist with. Yeah. Thank you. Great first issues right there. Great first issues. Go and help. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll link the GitHub in the show notes as well. So you can go directly there from the GitHub. And again, thank you so much for coming on. Thank uh, you. Million is a super cool product and we'll be following along in its development. Maybe we'll have you on for V4 when it comes out. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you all. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that interview as much as we did, but it is time to end. But before we do that, we'd like to remind you that if you want to learn web development, you can do so with a discount from Scrimba. So Scrimba has some free courses. They also have some paid courses. They also have subscriptions. And if you use our link, you can get a discount on their subscriptions. Our link will be in the show notes. It'll also be in the show descriptions. And many thanks to our $3 tier patrons. Once it loads, thank you, Tim from the Web Hacker and the webhacker.com, Jason from Geek Life Radio via geekliferadio.com, Fire Ant Season via fireantseason.com, Garrett Segal, Level Up Financial Planning via www.levelupfinancialplanning.com, and Joshua via silvio.us. Feel free to leave a comment or a review on the... Wait, I always do this. Always do this. I forgot to give a shout out to our contributing author, Michael LaRocca, 
Again, he is a contributing author on htmlallthethings.com. He is also the author of Self-Taught the X-Generation blog via selftaughttxg.com. Go check out his stuff and feel free to leave a review on the or leave a comment. Man, I can't speak today. Please feel free to leave a comment or review on the platform you're listening to this on and this outro will sign us off. You've been listening to HTML All The Things Podcast. Web development, web design, and small business. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you appreciate that we talk to you like human beings. And we hope you had some fun. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on social media. On Facebook, Instagram, and Patreon at HTML All The Things. And on Twitter at HTML Everything. Until next time, this is HTML All The Things. Signing off.